Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And we are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great, big, beautiful town bank building. And we are also located in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is directly across from Winkies and Kitty Corner from Sendex. So you really can't miss us. And particularly now, it's really nice to know with the snow flying that uh, we also can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. And if you'd like more details on what I look like, what our uh, other aid advisors look like and our employees and uh, what our offices look like, please feel free to go to ellenbecker.com for more details. We also have a list of all of the events that we are hosting, which we have many and many different educational classes. And so there's a lot of really good information. You can also go and listen if you know of someone when you hear our interview today because they're all important. But today I think is one that is really very interesting as we're talking about aging and where we want to live and what that might look like. You can go to to um, ellenbecker.com again and hit on radio shows and you will see Money Sense and this will be there and you can forward that to someone that might benefit. So my guest today is Judy Blanding and she is the executive director of St. Rita Square which is actually um, located not too far away from where I live, downtown myself and I have been really fascinated. I've been so fascinated with St. Rita's Square that I actually am an investor in St. Rita's because it's an idea that I have had. And the owner, Jim Tarantino, we have talked about, you know, what does it look like for this whole idea of, of aging? And what does it look like for, I thought, of my grandparents, you know, and their 80s and 70s, and they they were old, and now I look at people aging, and it's such a different population. And so coming up with a variety of different types of residential um, places for people to live, I think, is really critical. And what I'd really like you to do, Judy, is talk a little bit about Capri and talk a little bit about the way that um, your company has approached the idea of aging for so many, you know, there's no one shoe that fits all. There really isn't. Um, so just to give you a little history on Capri, Capri has been around for over 25 years. Um, we are locally owned and operated. As you said, Jim Tarantino is our, our owner and our founder. Um, he started, you know, 25 years ago with the idea of um senior living and really started with an independent living product. And it was based on his grandma. And it was. It was. And so that property is still around and is part of our portfolio. But over the years, we've really grown into meeting the needs of what happens as we age. So several years ago, many of the properties started with an assisted living component just to help out with that clinical need. And over the past five years, we've really added a lot of memory care support in our buildings as well. 
of our properties are in southeastern Wisconsin. We have 17 of them, and they're all a little different, which is the beauty of Capri. It is not a one-size-fits-all. Our buildings don't all look the same. They all fit the feel and flair of where they are. Gables of Germantown kind of fits that. St. Rita Square, as you mentioned, downtown, very urban. So every building has its own unique style and personality. But ultimately, every building is there with the same focus and mission, which is to take care of everybody's wellness, happiness, spirituality, social component, and just to give everybody the best quality of life in a very safe and focused community that has all of the things that someone might need as they age. I remember my grandparents going into a nursing home. The home. The home. And (laughs) when my father became ill, he said, promise me you won't put me in a nursing home. And his view of, of that next step is so completely different than what it really is today. It so is. And that's that's a little bit of an education and a mind shift we really have to deal with because that is what we remember. We remember our grandparents in that they were terrible homes. Yes. You know, they smelled the sounds. I mean, it was just never a pleasant experience. So that is really not the face of senior living anymore. I don't think those places even exist. If they do, they shouldn't. Um, but that is not what it's like anymore. I think you walk into any senior community, assisted living They're home-like. They're cozy. They're warm. Um, It is not what it used to be. It really has come a long way. And I encourage anybody who has vivid memories of a nursing home to start looking at what assisted living and independent living looks like today. It is truly not anywhere near what it used to be. Do you know, Judy, some of the things that I struggle, well, I guess I don't really struggle with it, but my my clients do in, in terms of we're often looking at, well, how are they going to spend the rest of their life? And if they're looking at retirement, maybe they're in their early 70s or late 60s, whatever that might be. And most of my clients are at that point still in their lives where they grew up with the idea that the most important thing you can do is pay off your house. Right. You know, and and I remember my dad and mom, that being the most important thing is pay off your house. At least you always have a place to live. Right. Pay off your house. But what happens now as clients age, they have maybe this is their, their dream home or their second or third home. They've paid off their home. And they could have anywhere from 300000 to a $1 million in that house. And we start to look at their lifestyle and their cash flow. And the only way that they can get the cash out of their house, if they would want to do that, is to sell it mm-hmm. or to borrow from it, which doesn't make any sense. And so we look at it and say, wow, they've got X amount of dollars in their house. And what if they had that to spend and to enjoy the retirement with? What, how much different would that be? And many people feel, some people feel that, well, I want to leave something to my children. And often they'll say, well, the house will be the kids, and that's paid for. But there are a lot of people who really don't want to leave their house to their children, and they would like a different lifestyle. But where do they go? Right. What is, what's the next step? They're 70-some years old, and they think, well, you know, my house is too big. I would rather rent 
or I would rather downsize into something. But how many times do I want to move between now and maybe being in a position where I would need some type of um, formal health care? Right. And it's a big dilemma. It is. It's a scary, big dilemma for people. And if you don't sell your house and if you don't take the cash out, you're leaving it to your beneficiaries who I can promise you will spend it and enjoy life. So it's it's a quandary on what do I want to do with my money? And if I do decide that I really would want to sell my house, where do I go? Right. And I see that paralyzing some people from yes. even making a decision. Yes. Because they don't know. So when we don't know something, it's, you know, it's easier to just do nothing. So... My suggestion for somebody who has these thoughts or, you know, ideas, one is start, just Google it. Just Google independent senior living, wherever you want to live, Milwaukee, Pewaukee, wherever that might be. Every community has fantastic websites, so you'll be able to see all of that there. And start just looking online and then make an appointment. And just go take a tour. It's free. There's no commitment. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised when they start just touring and looking at the options out there because I don't think people realize how many options there are. And the change in lifestyle that comes with maybe selling the home and not having to worry about the maintenance and and all of that that goes with it and that it's still affordable. You still have the lifestyle you want. And actually, you can probably have a different lifestyle because you don't have the commitment of the home and the upkeep and all of that. You can actually travel more or, you know, be out and about more because you don't have the weight of home ownership. I think for um, many clients to, you know, we just put up a, a, a billboard and it's um, difficult conversations handled with care because these really are difficult conversations for people to have. And when I look at, I feel so blessed because I have the most amazing clients and happily married clients and clients who have made decisions together their whole lives. And so often what has happened is an unexpected death, yes. totally unexpected. And all of a sudden, either the husband or the wife finds himself isolated and making these decisions all on their own where they've never made them before. And you talk about paralyzed. You've seen things paralyze people. That is one thing that really does because it's a big decision. And now all of a sudden, not only are they dealing with the grieving of the loss, they're also now having to make decisions around um, downsizing and getting rid of things and where to live. And so often I've seen people really make the decision to do nothing Right. As you said. And then what happens is I see the isolation um, affecting them and the socialization. Yeah, it's a decline. It's a social decline. It can become a physical decline. It isn't based on age. No, it's not. It's based on emotion. Right. Because if if it it was a big decision before when it was the two of you, it's an even bigger decision when it's just you. My guest today is Judy Blandings. She is the executive um, director of St. Rita Square, which is a Capri senior living community. And I'll talk to you a little bit about it. You probably say, why would she invest her money in that, right? Well, I did, and I'll, I'll tell you why I did. And um, when we come back, again, we'll just, I'm hoping that today's show really just maybe gives you a little spark of an idea that 
it's it's a good thing to do some research and to be proactive and to have these types of discussions. We've been having discussions with our families and their kids because you'll be surprised at what the expectations of your children are, and we'll talk about that a little bit too. So hang in there, come back, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. My guest today is Judy Blandings, and she is the executive director of St. Rita Square downtown and asked her to come in to talk to us because one of the things that always happens really close to the holidays, we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming, is that we have a lot of kids that come in town and we do a lot of family meetings. We sit down and and we talk about the expectations because it's a little bit different than um, nowadays kids are scattered all over and families don't live as near as they used to. And so some of these decisions are kind of made with maybe one child or two children in in state and others not there. And it's a really good time to go over estate planning. So the way we start out um, is we talk about estate planning and what the expectations are and who's going to step in and what roles. And then if something happens, how do they picture it? And so, Judy, I know that these are the types of things that you and your entire community um, deals with, with people that are proactive and um, have had these family meetings and are talking to kids and everybody's on the same page. And then you also deal with someone who is totally blindsided and there's no preparation. And I know, at least for my clients, the number one thing is that they want their family to stay as a close unit as it is, and they don't want things to split them apart and and deteriorate relationships. And we all know, I have three kids, that we all have kids with different personalities. (laughs) 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 And I remember them being young and wanting to pull out my hair because they didn't agree and they disagreed and they (laughs) fought. Well, that's kind of what happens. (laughs) That never goes away. All, All that sort of comes back unless you've had this opportunity to really discuss all this in advance. And I know that um, I've worked a lot with Capri Centers in terms of looking at these family meetings and looking at these questions and how to prepare people for this. And, you know, I really take a lot of pride in not only preparing my clients um, financially, but the emotional piece is just as important as the financial piece. It is. And and you can never really be fully prepared sometimes in, you know, the situation, you know, if... If mom passes and dad is alone and then dad's health starts to decline and then the family is in a little bit of a panic, what do we do? And when you're in that moment and you're so emotional, having the stress and the pressure of making that decision is even harder. So planning and touring and having these conversations when we're healthy doesn't seem natural. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to think about certain things, but it's so important just to have an idea of a plan um, so that when those moments come, you know who you're going to call because it can be traumatic. We also see this time of year, it gets a little busy um, in our world because the children do come home and maybe they've been gone for six or eight months and they really see, wow, mom's really 
really declined since dad passed and she's isolating and she just doesn't seem herself anymore and we wish she could be more social and be with friends and do more things. Um, so we start to see, you know, the phone calls come in from the adult children saying, hey, I'd like to come see. I want mom to see that there are other options out there. So it is a good time while families are together. You know, it's not, you know, most people don't get up on a Saturday morning and say, hey, let's go tour senior living communities. But they really should do it as a family unit, make these decisions together and start having those tough conversations because they really will pay off in the long run. I just recently had an opportunity on, I was on vacation, and one, we were talking about some of this, just in casual conversation, Mm -hmm. and one of the women said, my mother has absolutely threatened to disinherit any of us if we put her into (laughs) a nursing home, and, or if we do any of this, and it, on one hand, it sounds, you know, it is, it, it, it's kind of funny. And on the other hand, these children are almost paralyzed right. to do something, and they really can't take care of her anymore. And, you know, she's, a, she's an old German. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said to me. And, you know, I made some suggestions on, you know, bringing up, this is a good time to talk about the powers attorney who's going to step in and who is going to do what and and to start talking about a crisis. Right. Um, and she said mom would never do that. Mom you know what would, would be interesting if mom would even just go look because mom is probably thinking of the home as we talked about earlier and has that perception and memory in her mind. And if she could see, just see what it looks like today, most people are incredibly surprised. Yes. And I know my mother, when she went um, after my father passed away, and she did the sell their house and then moved to an apartment, a senior apartment, which she was really isolated. And then when she went into a, a, a retirement community, she said, why didn't I do this earlier? Because it was so social. Yes. And she is a social person. And um, But, you know, it bringing up just even thinking about my mom and, and things to think about, so often we think we know what we know and are surprised. So... My mother had ovarian cancer when she was 51 years old, and I think all four of us kids just always thought that my mother would pass away first. And we thought my mother very strong that, not that that would be the best of the two, but probably that's sure would be my mother would be the most difficult one to have to take care of and my father um got pancreatic cancer and within six months he was going to pass he passed away but we my father was that because of his dad he would not would not go anywhere Mm -hmm. hospice or anything and um foolishly we didn't even know that we were administering hospice there but all four of us said, oh, my gosh, if Dad had outlived Mom, what would we have done? (laughs) (laughs) He was the worst patient. (laughs) He was so difficult and so demanding that here we all thought that my dad would be a breeze. (laughs) Not so much. And that was the thing that we discovered as a family, that all the things that we thought we knew – we didn't know because right. they have a private life and they kind of covered for each other. And I still remember my mother saying to me as she was helping my dad in the shower, she gave me his towel and his bathrobe and said, quick, run to the dryer and put it in the dryer so that it's warm when your dad comes out of the shower. And I looked at her and I said, 
do you do that all the time? She said, oh, yes. And I said, does he do that for you? (laughs) (laughs) Now, they could have had that agreement about the the bathrobe and the towel. (laughs) But I did not see myself if my dad was living with me. Right. (laughs) Doing that daily. Doing that same thing for him daily. But, you know... I think that those are all the kind of funny things that you can you can talk about and bring up when you have family meetings. And I think talking to your kids and for those listening, bringing up that conversation, either the kids bringing it up to the parents or the parents bringing it up. And I always go for the, you know, the worst case scenario. If dad had a heart attack, what would mom do? Or, exactly. or vice versa. And one of the questions that I always ask Judy of my clients is, if, um, Judy, if you passed away, I'd ask your husband, what would you do? Right. Or if, if he passed away, what would you do? And almost, almost always, almost they say, well, I'd sell the house. And then it's like, well, why not consider that now? now. And because it's going to be that much harder. Because it's going to be that much mm-hmm. harder. If you already know right. that one of you is if one of you passes away, the other one doesn't want the yard work or the maintenance or they don't want to be there alone mm-hmm. or they might be isolated just where the house is, why not start thinking about that conversation now? And so my guest today is Judy Blandings. She is the executive director of St. Rita's Square. And we'll talk about St. Rita's and some of the other types of facilities that are out there when we return. <music> Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Judy Blandings, and she is the executive director of St. Rita Square, which is located right downtown on 1613th North Van Buren Street. And the reason I invested um, in that property is because I thought it was so unique and it was exactly the type of place that I personally would want to live in. And I didn't see that there was anything like that around yet. I thought that it was a very unique property. And so in terms of my listeners, and I always want to be up front, so I don't want to talk about something (laughs) if I'm actually an owner and they're an investor. But the reason that I did it was because for years I had talked to um, the owner of Capri, Jim Tarantino, about, you know, what do people who are very young and, and active, so they have a number associated with their age, but their body and their mind and nothing go correlates with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am that person. Um, and you think, what does that lifestyle look like? So I downsized several years ago, and I moved downtown into a condo. And But I know that ultimately I do not want my children to have to take care of me. I experienced that with my dad, and that was a very difficult thing because we were exhausted. And could we love our father? We did love our father, but there was so many strings being pulled that it was just a constant um, hoping we were doing the right thing. And I don't want my children to have to experience that. I want them to come and visit me and visit me. Right. You know, and um, and that that is a very important thing to me. But I live downtown, and 
I love to walk places and go to the theater, and I love the urbanness mm-hmm. of of Milwaukee. And all of a sudden, you know, there's this St. Rita's is being built in downtown Milwaukee, and I think it has a unique vent to it is that you can rent. You can rent. You can rent, and it still has all of the um, the care components that you might need as you age. And so for me... Ultimately, I look at that I will sell and leave, most likely, if I would, um, if I live a long time, which Julie says I'm going to live a very long time. <laughs> she says, Mom, I'll retire before you do. But um, that would be a nice alternative for me because I would still be in the urban city. Uh, it's going to have, and you can talk about some of the things it's going to have, and I'm not really talking about it because to rent it because I know it's going to be it's already a hit but I'm talking about it to let people know that there are so many alternatives out there depending on what you like I have a client that loves to live on a lake and is out in Oconomowoc and I have another client that loves the the grounds and the trees and the birds Mm -hmm. and they're in in, in a residential center that has got all of that and walking paths but they've changed so much I mean I know some of the residential places are putting in pickleball courts. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, we're talking about places to go live that are socially motivating and, and active. And there's, there is a community for every type of individual. It is not a, you know, just a one-size-fits-all senior living environment anymore. And that is the beauty of the industry and how it's evolved over the years is they've come to be more than just a place to get care or a place to rent an apartment. It's a place to live. It's a place to thrive. It's um, And like you said, you can find them out in rural areas on, on water that are beautiful. And you can find them that have all the activities, a swimming pool, a pickleball court, all of that does exist. Cooking lessons. Cooking lessons. <laughs> you know, yoga, groups, tai yoga. chi, yes. you name it. It's, it's not... It's not a place to go and die anymore. And I hate to use that it's term. It's a place but to go live. It's a place to go live. It yes. is the opposite of, I think, what the old image and stereotype is. It's it's the complete opposite. It's a place to come in and continue your lifestyle, continue with your passion, um, continue to be active, to continue to stay well. I think that's a, a really big focus of most communities is the wellness piece. Yes. Um, and wellness takes so many different shapes and forms. But wellness is the underlying piece so that you can continue 10, 20, 30 more years in that setting. Um, St. Rita's, the reason it's it's such a unique adventure is that it is downtown and it is so close to everything. And that's the response we're hearing from people is, I want to stay active. I want to go to the theater. I want to go to the Fiserv. I want to check out the new restaurants. And to be in the heart of it and still have that ability is going to be fantastic for our residents. And for those who want to cash out of their house so that they can um, enhance their cash flow for their own lifestyle, renting is a great option. It is. It's a great option. And we do not require an endowment fee which some buildings do, um, we just require a $1,500 deposit, and that's it. And then you're renting month to month. So it's a really streamlined, easy process. It's also, I think, a nice way for people to try something. 
Yes. To get their feet wet. Yes. It's really... not a, a long-term commitment if you yes. choose it not to be. Maybe you do try it for a while or you relocate. You want to go down to Sarasota or wherever else that may be. Um, it, it, it does give you some flexibility. I when I think about clients, the number one thing that they will often talk to me about is, I want to have flexibility. I want to maintain my current lifestyle. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to do things. Yet nobody ever told people that if they paid off their house, the only way they could get their money out is to sell it. Right. So we all believe that... Um, Putting money into our IRAs and our retirement accounts was really a good thing. Now, a lot of people didn't know the big tax impact was going to be there when they take the money out. But they could get their money out. Mm -hmm. um, right. The one thing about a house is you can't get your money out. Exactly. And mm -hmm. so as we start to look at retirement, one of the big questions I always say is, what does your house mean to you? And if they say that they want to sell it, it's, well, how many times do you want to move? Right. And so I think the new retirement communities that are coming, that are being built all over the state, are really a great option for answering that question if, if they're willing to be open to it and if they're willing to take the time to go and explore all the different options. Yes. And what I'm finding is that your community is always doing focus groups and asking people, what more do you want? What can we do? And if you're willing to be part of it, you're. I know one of our clients wanted um, pickleball courts and all kinds of things and worked with their community and they're putting it in. Right. Because that's that's what you want to do is you're trying to meet people where they're at. Well, in this industry, it's a constant evolution. <clears throat> you know, what people wanted even 10 years ago is different from what they want today. They want those different activities. They want more technological type of um, settings where, you know, they can go online easily or they can um, just have more access to things. So the constant focus groups, the changing in amenities, um, it is necessary to kind of meet the needs of the changing aging individual. Talk a little bit about um, some of the things in downtown Milwaukee to give people just an idea of how how these centers, these residential communities are changing. I know that um, down there, they're going to have the, all the restaurants are closed. There's going to be storefronts in in the front, I believe. Not storefronts, but um, what's in that lower level? So in our lower level will be our trattoria. Your, yes. So that is um, our <clears throat> casual cafe dining space that will be available all day long. Um, we'll also have a sit-down restaurant in the building, and then we'll have a beautiful outdoor piazza. And that's kind of my favorite part of the building. And it's got an Italian venue. It's to Italian it. feel. Um, it you know it gives us an outdoor space because we are downtown, so outdoor space comes at a premium. So it'll give us a, an ability to be outside with an outdoor kitchen, an outdoor fire pit, um, a place to do yoga outside on a beautiful warm day, and just to really have that f uh, feel of community. That is one thing we keep hearing from people is that community is important and food and food very good <laughs> if, food if I, very good food <laughs> and if i could tell you how many times people have said oh the food is so good or the food is really bad and a lot of people are fearful of 
because that was something that was very common, that it wasn't good food. Right. Oh, my goodness. Now, the food in all of these different residential are, is amazing. We work with a great dining um, partner who has to live up to the expectation that our, our residents are looking for. So that is something that St. Rita Square will definitely have is very, very good food <laughs> with probably an Italian flair, I'm sure. <laughs> my guest today is is Judy Blandings. And as I said earlier, she's the executive director of St. Rita Square. But she has worked with several of the different communities, bringing them to the community, and is very familiar with working with individuals to find out what, what people are really looking for. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's just talk about what is really actually happening with the aging process and what is the medium age for people to, to, you know, start looking at this. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. If you would be interested in listening to this show again, or if you have somebody that might benefit, you can go to ellenbecker.com and you can just tap on radio shows and this will be on there and you can forward it to a friend if you like. And uh, again, my guest today is Judy Blandings, and she is the executive director for St. Rita Square, which is a Capri uh, retirement community. And I think there's how many around the city? 17. 17. And of course, in addition to Capri, there are so many other great um, resources out there to really investigate and research and be proactive. And I know, uh, Judy, you've said several times that it really does make sense to just go look. What what does that look like? And if, if you can think of put yourself in the client's shoes and all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's go, let's go look. But as they're walking to close their door, they look at their house full of furnishings and 30 years or 50 <laughs> years of, of life and living. And they just almost shrug their shoulders and say, oh, it's just too much of an effort. Right. So there are a lot of resources out there. Um, Capri has a listing of downsizing companies out there that will come to your home. They will do a free estimate. They will walk you through everything. Some of the companies will even host the estate sales. Some will tell you what is a value and what isn't. Some will work with you and do the purging and cleaning so that you don't have to, um, all the while being very understanding of how emotional that that process can and, be. And to keep in mind that at some point, it's going to be done. Yes. It's either going to be done by you, or it's going to be done by your children, or it'll be done by someone that you've maybe named or a court will name to do that. And so often, children just don't know the value of things when when you're deceased and you haven't told them. So that's another important thing as you're downsizing for those things is is to write down the values Absolutely. for your kids. Absolutely. Record keeping. Just Record keep keeping. all of that together yeah. with all of your other documentation. Mm -hmm. One of the things I would suggest is if you're starting to look, as I recommend we, we all do, we should start looking and touring and, and seeing what's out there. You know, the web is very friendly with senior communities. You can take a virtual tour online. Um, you can, um, you know, kind of just get all the lists of the amenities. I would go online and, and start with location. Where is it do you think you want to live? And then what are those amenities? And, and that then, could be around church or it could yes. be around family right. or your friends, your exactly. community. 
Right. And then narrow it down to maybe two or three and then call them and set up a day to go touring and start with one for breakfast, then go to another for lunch um, and then maybe do one more. I wouldn't do more than three in a day. It gets a little overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really important to just set up a day and go do it. And your eyes will be wide open. Your head might be spinning a little bit, um, but in a good way. But I think that is something that families should do together and just start with that process. Every community out there, whether it's a Capri one or, or the others, are very friendly and open to having you come in and just get a taste, look, and feel for what life can be like. And as we said earlier, there is no one shoe that fits all. Mm-hmm. And going out and looking, I know that one of the big issues that a lot of men will say is, I I really need to have my room, you know, <laughs> my space. And I love to do carpentry, and I do it in my garage, or I do it in my basement. And there are so many facilities out there now that offer that 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 type of yes. um, what do they call it? The man cave or the man the, cave the or, man the woodworking cave or the woodworking room where you can bring your own tools and you can work. And the same with women who love to sew and they, they worry about having to give up some of their hobbies and not having room. And all of these different places have different room sizes and two bedrooms and three bedrooms. And some are rent and some you have to put money down. But there's so many things you just have to sort of make a list of the things that are important to you just like when you buy a house I think that's a great idea making that list before you go touring because then that will help them show you how that can be achieved in that Mm -hmm. community as well and being able you know I remember my dad I like to wash my own car and I liked I bought him um, car washes for Christmas gift one year I like to wash my own car (laughs) and you know there's just these things that make life richer that you've always done your whole life that you don't want to give up and so I think those are the important things to identify absolutely and um, space to get away from each other or you know more things to do so I think that it's important to be to know what you really want I think so too and I think that when people start going to look at different communities think of yourself don't look at the community as what does it have to offer me but what do you want out of that community and I think most of the buildings that you would look at especially in an independent senior living environment the newer ones these days have all of those to meet your needs or many of them will find a way to Mm -hmm. make it achievable for you um, I know that in our building, we when somebody moves in, we want to get to know what do you like, what do you want to do, because we will modify and create that for that individual, because it can't be a one-size-fits-all. It's not, here's my programming fit into it. It's, how can I fit my programming around what you need? And the next question that I think is really important is to um, ask them what happens when I get sick. Yes. What does that look like? Because some of the newer communities are doing care in place. Yes. My mother actually moved four times, and there was a good side to that because when my mother did pass away January 1 of this year, we there were so many people that came to her funeral, and they they all had met her in a different unit. <laughs> <laughs> So she says, I was with your mom when she was there, and I was with your mom when she was there. And so she really did get to meet a lot of people. But it was very hard on her to move four times. And she went from a two-bedroom to a one-bedroom. And then I I followed and tracked her care. 
by her door, which sounds kind of crazy. But when she moved in, she was in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, and she had a key and she locked her door. And then when she went into assisted living, she didn't have a key, but she could shut her door. And then when she went into full care, she had no door. Wow. So that people mm-hmm. could see her sure. and check Absolutely. on her because she needed you yes. know, she needed more care. But I think it's identifying, and if you're married, what does that look like? Is there a second place? Is a care in place? To talk about, because that's the reason, one of the reasons you've gone there, is to make sure that you get the type of care that you want. And many times when I meet with couples, they'll say, I like to have the, let's talk about all the <clears throat> what ifs. What if one of you has a stroke and needs heavier care than the other. What does that look like? And we talk it through. And then what if one person passes and you're in this great big two-bedroom apartment and you don't want that big apartment anymore? What does that look like? So these and what, are- what if you get up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom, and which is what happened to one of our clients, and she said, I never thought it would matter to me, but her husband was always there if something happened. Now she was getting up in the dark and going, and she said, if I fall or something happens, and she was trying not to go to the bathroom. Oh, goodness. She didn't drink before yeah. bed yeah. just because she was afraid of getting right. up during the night. Right. And those are the kinds of things to think about. It is. And, and they're hard conversations because I think a lot of people want to avoid that, but it is reality, mm-hmm. and it is important to talk it through. Um, and so I encourage you to have those tough conversations when you visit a community to see if that community has that plan in place for those what-ifs. Mm-hmm. And how it feels. Right. Um, you know, one of the important things in our office that I've always felt is I wanted it to feel like a home. And so for me to go into some place that's marble and really fancy, I'm just a down-to-earth girl. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to be in a place that I feel is very homey and has a fireplace. Right. Or, you know, some of those types of things are really important to me. And a good kitchen to cook in where I have another friend that says, I don't ever want to cook again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so we're all very different. I say when you walk through the front door, how it smells, how it sounds, and how it looks, if that doesn't hit you and create warmth, it's probably not the right environment. And the people, Mm -hmm. are they happy? One of the best compliments that I always get and we love is that everyone that comes in and talks to Pam says, she has got a smile. She makes me feel welcome. I love coming to your office. And that's what you want to feel. Absolutely. Because it's your home. And I think people will find as they start looking, that exists out there. You just got to start looking. because And your friends will come there, and you want them to feel like they're coming to your home. Right. And so that first impression is very, very important. So one last thing, the holidays are coming, and it's always a difficult conversation, but it it really would serve people well. The best gift that you can give to your children is to have that open conversation. And the best gift that you can give to your parents is to start that conversation so that when a crisis happens, when something happens, you've got a strategy. And people ask me all the time, what is your succession plan, Karen, if something happens to you? It's really true to have a succession plan for your family. Right. 
Absolutely. My guest today is Judy Blanding. She's the executive director of St. Rita Square, which is one of the new communities in the Capri um, communities. And uh, you can feel, um, just give her a call. Actually, if for any of them, you can call downtown 414-588-0039. You can always give her office. I should have given that out a little bit earlier. Or go to stritasquare.com. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being a guest. It was an absolute pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. As always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always, always listen. Have a great weekend.